Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Two Guys Talking Sports, uh, technically episode 84. Uh, today I am joined by no co-host, no brother, and not the guy who thought the Super Bowl was just what he ordered from the Chinese takeaway. Scott, uh, not here. Uh, so it will just be a quick one and... I thought what we'd talk about today is something that we have actually been somewhat successful on this podcast with, uh, and that is MVP, uh, the NFL MVP in particular. Uh, as long-time listeners know, we have picked the last, well, three, basically, NFL MVPs, um, and, well, the NBA one last year. Um, we, we don't pick it specifically. I'm not sort of saying, boom, you know, we say this one and it comes through. We obviously... As you know, we, we do suggest a couple for certain reasons, uh, and it is usually one of those few picks. Um, so first of all, the NFL MVP, I'm going to start by saying we all know is a quarterback award. Um, so I'll be talking about quarterbacks. Uh, if, if we were going for the most valuable player, uh, and and you were looking at it in a sense of that the most valuable player to a team. I mean, you'd certainly you'd you'd quite easily be able to start with Derrick Henry. Uh, uh, he currently does some stupid crap like you know fifty five percent of his team's plays or something, um, forty plus touches a game. You know, he he literally is doing his team's work. And therefore, across the league, is probably the most valuable player to his team in that, well, they just completely change if he wasn't on there. And you could look at someone like, say, Lamar Jackson for exactly the same reasons. Um, he does three quarters of his teams. Well, I mean, Lamar Jackson's a quarterback as well, of course, but, uh, he, his team would be nothing, absolutely nothing without him. Although, being the quarterback and you base your team around your quarterback, et cetera, et cetera that, that could probably be said for a number of teams if they lost their starting quarterback. But anyway, uh, we'll begin with what is currently the odds uh, on Sportsbet, um, though pretty much the same across the board, of course. Uh, and this is going after this week's Thursday night game where the Cardinals were undefeated but were beaten by Green Bay Packers. Uh, in which case, Kyler Murray was favourite, but is now not undefeated. So um, that changed his odds significantly. And I think in itself also sort of showed some of the uh, some of the chinks in the Kyler Murray argument. Um, but anyway, uh, Josh Allen has slotted into favourite four dollars. Dak Prescott. $6 equal with Tom Brady, $6. Kyler Murray, $6.50, just sorted out behind those couple favorites. Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford at $10. So those six are probably the important six. Um, again, look, the MVP is a vote by people. So at the end of the season, those people say, oh, I thought this person, or I, I do believe they do, a sort of one, two, three system or something. 
um, a, a weighted system of some kind anyway. But basically, they pick a guy and they say, this guy. So so 50, uh, I believe, media representatives pick one guy to be the MVP. Guy with most votes is the MVP. So you've got to keep in mind that there is the general bias, you know, that that mental bias that we always talk about, that you can say, oh, no, I'm aware of it. I'm not going to do it. But you just can't do that unconscious stuff. You can't make yourself not unconsciously think of something. And so, therefore, keep in mind that the end of the season theatrics, big plays, games that count, people that are winning outright or blowing away, they are going to be noticed more. And taking stuff this early is about price. If you're going early to to make a pick for betting, I mean, you know, you can just pick it to your mates to brag too if you like, but uh, if you're picking it for betting, then the going early is about price. I like Josh Allen a lot. We talked about it already on the podcast. He really can quite easily win the MVP. But his problem may be that he did too well last year without winning it, that this year he isn't pretty enough or improved enough to win it. Uh, his, his numbers are good. They're a successful team. You know, they, they made the FC final last year and this year could very well make the Super Bowl. Um, he's putting up big numbers. They're big, solid numbers. And I like the bet a lot, but it's $4. It's the favorite. Oh, you know, it, it's the type of thing that you'd have to be pretty solid on your thoughts for Josh Allen, which is, which is fine. Like again, he, he is solid. They are going to go a long way and he's looking very good doing it. Uh, Dak Prescott is in somewhat a similar boat. Cowboys have an amazing team this year and a really strong offense. They're scoring a lot of points, gives him a lot of work to do. He's being noticed a lot. Um, I guess I'm skipping him almost completely and that may be detrimental to me, but, uh, my reasons are that I think in the long run, his, his entire offense will, will be getting a lot of the credit. His offense overall will share in the credit. And that might take a bit of the shine off him himself. Um, and secondly, look, we're hearing some reports, very recent reports, but, uh, reports nonetheless that, um, you know, starting to get a few of those niggles that he has problems with coming through again. Uh, in which case, being that they're so successful, they have such a strong, um, so, so many strong options in the rest of the team, they may change the way they're going. It, it may drop his workload um, and, you know, safer plays for him, etc., which could see him out of the limelight a little as well. Uh, equal with Tom Brady there, and that is a much, much better bet. Um, coming through last week, as I'm sure everybody knows now, Tom Brady... Um, 602 now, 600 plus career touchdowns. That's the most in NFL history. Um, he's averaging three touchdowns a game. He, he's got the most passing yards as of this point in time. And at this rate is actually looking to do possibly 6,000 yards a season, which I believe has never been done before. Um, this is a 44-year-old man near retirement who won the Super Bowl last year, putting up possibly the best numbers 
of his career, the best number in, in a while, uh, surrounded by a team built for him. All of the starting offense at least returned. Every player came back. Uh, you'd have to think some had the option to get more money. And so, like, this is a team that no, not just thinks now that they can win, knows outright that they can win the Super Bowl. Playing with Tom Brady at his best, so this is a team that is going to be noticed. Tom Brady can't help but be noticed. He's breaking records. Um, these are the things we say about a player when they've won the MVP. And we say this every year before we get to the end. And we're right when we say it. Look, the reality is Tom Brady at $6 here is probably your best best bet. Um, going forward, he's going to come in from that $6. So if you're looking to take Tom Brady, take him now at least because he will come in whether or not he ends up with the MVP. Um, I would say, look, to be fair to to this argument, I've put negatives for the other players. If I was to say, what is Tom Brady's negative? Um, oh, it's probably that he's Tom Brady. He is that polarizing character. I'm going to get to that in a thing a bit later on, but where it's probably winning. It's probably the tall poppy thing we, we mentioned so often. Um, so many people dislike him strongly that that could work against him. You find it hard to take a player that you theoretically hate and vote for him as the best. Um, so there's that. Uh, the next one was Colin Murray. What was going for him was that he was undefeated. He was doing really well without doing outstanding. Um, and I think it's actually off the back of, of a couple of good receivers, but uh, he was doing well. There was no no arguing that he's a runner of the football as also, which gets him noticed and you know gets him into a, a number of, of uh, important plays, which which make a difference. And those things are the things where you get to take note of him as a as a game. If you're going game by game as a voter, then very uh, quite a few games he's going to be top of your list. Um, but the undefeated is gone, beaten by the Packers, beaten by a depleted Packers too, which which frowns hard upon their legacy in this undefeated attempt. Um, speaking of undefeated, do you think those guys from the Dolphins team that's still now the only undefeated team, do you think they, they religiously watch the last undefeated team and... and and cynically hope they lose. Pop the champagne when when the game's over, and they did. Uh, anyway, a uh, bit mean. Um, Kyler Murray, I think, is not <coughs> is not flashy enough without something special like the undefeated to lean upon. Um, but in saying that, perhaps some of those type of players, some of those hard ground working players like himself, like Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. They probably don't get the respect they deserve because of how much they do actually do. And it's all these little things that add up to so much. And the little things alone don't get, you know, highlight reels and don't get memes and, and, and retweeted and Instagrammed and, and stuff. So, um, so going on to the two outsiders in, in, in the, the list, uh, we have Aaron Rodgers, who, Came through with uh, a team missing at least his first three wide receivers, a, a tight end, a couple of defensive players, all starters, all missing, and beat the only undefeated team left, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 
that bad, bad man. And uh, Matt Stafford uh, for the Rams, who have just, you know, only had the one loss uh, playing as solid as solid could be. And, uh, you know, they're putting themselves into a Super Bowl position. I think that in the end, they're obviously going to have to play the Bucks, and that might be their their fall. But at the moment, they're looking like a team that's just, you know, impossibly hard to beat. They've had one loss, of, of course. But uh, Matt Stafford is is doing perfectly without doing superbly. Um, and, and look, he's the outside guy, the older guy that I mentioned this year, which is something that, you know, is what led us to Aaron Rodgers last year, who did end up winning it. And that's that guy who's coming towards the end and is looking for his chance, who steps it up a bit. He's got the brains now. He's got the experience and the talent. And even though he's older, he can put that together. If the team is is there for him, he can put that together into a really good-looking game for himself. And that's where Matt Stafford is. If you want an outside pick, Matt Stafford is the pick. He he will definitely come in on that price. Whether he keeps it up and whether he can do the shiny things at the end to get him noticed by the voters, that's the question. But uh, at that price, um, look, that's your, your greatest, greatest value. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is probably not doing enough to get a repeat. It's another one of those Steph Curry things where you can be putting up better numbers slightly. You can be doing amazing things that aren't in numbers, like winning a game without your best players. Um, but it doesn't translate to the thing that the guy remembers 12 games later when it's time to vote, you know? Uh, so look, again, if you wanted to pick the person who is the most valuable player, then take a great look at Lamar Jackson or, or Derek Henry, uh, 26 and $23 respectively. Um, but look, people who aren't quarterbacks just don't win the MVP. Um, so on that note, we'll move on uh, to my next topic. And so our second topic today is uh, going to be something, as mentioned before, Tom Brady this week threw for 600 touchdowns, not done before in the NFL. And what they, uh, you know, some talk that came up was, is Tom Brady the best well, team sportsman? Uh, of the last 20 years. Now, that you know, that's a, quite a specific sort of statement anyway. It's almost one of those ones where you narrow it down enough that the answer has to be yes. But no, look, team sports, obviously, professional team sports across the world, there's many, and there's many great superstars. And so, you know, we're, we're saying, do you compare him to the like? Do you say he's better than the likes of LeBron James or uh, Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo or... Um, you know, I, I, I guess the Americans are sticking mostly to their American sports, but that's where it brings me to my point today. What I would like to bring up is that there are other sports in the world, obviously. Uh, nobody would be discounting soccer. That's such a big sport, even in America. And therefore, uh, people would be considering their Lionel Messi's, their Cristiano Ronaldo's, their David Beckham's, uh, in the argument for is Tom Brady the greatest team sportsman of the last 20 years? 
Um, and I would like to bring up that I, I know nobody is considering the NRL. Uh, obviously, the NRL is a smaller sport, and a lot of people would throw their hands up and say, oh, that, that funny little thing that, that's only in Australia. But let's keep this in mind. It's not only Australia. It's played professionally in at least three countries of the world. Um, it's arguably professional in double that, but uh, it's played in, in 30 or 40 countries that have national teams, uh, which really can't be said for American football. Um, but uh, look, as far as it goes, they're both professional salary cap sports. Uh, they both have million-dollar contracts for players. Uh, they both have billion-dollar TV rights. Kids dream of becoming pre- professional players and spend their whole lives trying to do it. And guys that are older and never made it wish they did. And, you know, all of those things that lead us to say that the NRL still has the best of the best available in it enough to make its product comparable. It still has intense media and medical scrutiny. Um, you know, so I think that the games themselves can be comparable. And so today I'm going to do what may sound silly, but I think is, is only fair. And, and let me be honest, this may not point out to you that, that my suggestion of a candidate for greatest sportsman is uh, is better. You still may think Tom Brady. You still may think LeBron James because let's be honest, it very well could be LeBron. Um, so I'm going to put up Cameron Smith of the NRL. The reason I start this is, first of all, when we're talking about these greatest, a lot of the time they need the awards, the records, etc. Um, you know, most points, most touchdowns, things like this. That comes from longevity. You, you, what we're talking about here is two players, Tom Brady and Cameron Smith. Uh, Tom Brady played 21 seasons. So far, he's still playing. Uh, 353 games. Cameron Smith, 19 seasons, 430 games. Um, you know, so there, I mean, Smith is two less seasons. Uh, but... Uh, almost 100 more games. You know, there's also an argument to be made here, and let's keep this in mind throughout the whole thing, that Cameron Smith is the hooker for his team, the Melbourne Storm, who we played for the entire time. Um, Melbourne, uh, Cameron Smith is the hooker. That that position entails as much ball decision as Tom Brady gets at quarterback because he's virtually the same thing. He's getting the ball every play of the ball and deciding what play happens. Um, but the difference here is that the other side of Cameron Smith's job is defense. He also tackles and, in fact, tackles a lot. In, in most games, Cameron Smith would have probably been one of the top two or three tacklers in numbers on the field, doing, you know, 40 plus 50 tackles a game every game for 430 games. Now, in contrast, Tom Brady is specifically the opposite. His team is doing everything in the world to make sure he never gets touched and he doesn't have to get hit, tackled, or anything. Um, and so, you know, 
there there is that difference as well. Although you know some of the times Tom Brady does get hit a, a arguably bigger than than the majority of times Cam Smith does. Um, but anyway, so we're talking about uh, twenty one seasons, nineteen seasons, three hundred and fifty three games, four hundred and thirty games, both just long term players of their games. They've both been very lucky for injuries, not to really have any huge injuries that's taken them out for, you know, chunks of multiple seasons or anything. In fact, I believe Tom Brady's really only missed one. Um, and Cam Smith has only had a couple of times of longer term injuries throughout. Uh, so, they both have high winning percentages. Tom Brady's 78% win record uh, in regular season and uh, Cameron Smith's 72% winning record uh, throughout those games. Obviously, uh, Tom Brady 78, Cam Smith 72, Tom Brady higher, but on slightly less games. Um, so Tom Brady's thrown for 602 touchdowns. He's uh, run 26 in himself. Uh, for 3,768 points. Uh, Cam Smith has had 48 tries and 1,295 conversions for 2,792 points. So that's 3,700 points for Tom Brady, 2,700 for Cam Smith. But keep in mind that Tom Brady's are worth six and Cam Smith's are generally worth two. Uh, 48 of them are worth four. Now, that those... Points are just both huge. They're sort of uncomparable, really, um, but just both record holders. The most points in the NRL uh, of all time, the most touchdowns in the NFL of all time, both, you know, point-scoring record holders in their respective games. Uh, Tom Brady, 19 seasons, he's made the, the finals... Uh, sorry, 21 seasons, he's made the finals 19 times now. One of those times he was injured, he played one game in that season, and so therefore their result can't really be put on him. But they do count that season as a season he plays, so that's how it goes. Uh, Cameron Smith, in his 19 seasons, made the final 17 times. Uh, one of the seasons they didn't, the Melbourne Storm had been done for cheating and so were banned from the finals. Uh, and one of the seasons... Um, was actually his first season in the NRL for Cam Smith, where he only played a couple of games. And again, the result probably couldn't really be down to him. So both of the guys have basically been in the finals for every one of their seasons bar bar two. Um, and one of the seasons each, an injury for Tom Brady, uh, the banning for Cameron Smith weren't their personal fault at all, had you know nothing they could have changed. Uh, once again, you know, directly comparable there. And I, I think, you know, the, you, you couldn't split them apart. So uh, anyway, uh, as far as finals go, in those 21 seasons for Tom Brady, he's made the Super Bowl 10 times. That's amazing. Look, that, that in itself is amazing. But 10 times and he's won seven. Uh, in the 19 seasons for Cam Smith, he's made the grand final nine times and won five. Um, so one less time than Tom Brady and two less wins. Um, now be aware that the five times they have had some taken away from them in the Melbourne Storm for the cheating. That was a salary cap issue. Uh, for the stats, we are going to include it uh, because it's 
it's sort of hard to take stuff off that happened when you're talking about the personal stats. Um, so then if we were to go into a couple of the other things here, we have uh, Tom Brady is three times uh, NFL MVP, best player. Cam Smith, two-time Dally M winner, best player. Um, we have uh, three first-team all-pro for Tom Brady. That's, you know, best players in the NFL. Uh, we have nine for Cam Smith uh, as Dallian Hooker of the year, so best team there. That's comparable. Uh, 14 times Pro Bowl for Tom Brady. That's their rep as best you get, I suppose. Uh, 15 Origins for Cam Smith. Um, don't forget that eight in a row there, which is unprecedented, unheard of, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, look, you know, a couple of little tidbits there. You know, obviously everybody knows Tom Brady picked 199th. Um, Cam Smith passed over by his first choice team, the Broncos. Um, you know, they both have just uh, an intense competitiveness in good teams that they helped established to an extent um, into their eras. Uh, the Melbourne Storm so successful in those finals. There's no other team like that. Um, and a lot of it can be put to Kings with the Patriots so successful. Most of it can probably be put, put to Tom Brady. I mean, they they estimate that Tom Brady gave up on around $40 million in in increases that he could have taken in, in pay to keep that team competitive throughout the years. Um, but here's a couple of little personal things, I guess. Uh, Tom Brady, net worth $250 million, um, on $15 million in last season. Cam Smith, net worth $5 million, uh, on $1 million last season. But, of course, uh, that's Australia and the US. There is a difference there. Um, so I don't know whether I've swung anyone there, but what I think I could possibly at least have done is is said that it's an argument. Um, I'm sure that in your country you might have a sport. I don't know much about ice hockey. I'm sure that there's a player that you can pull out of ice hockey that has done great things, you know, maybe even your Wayne Gretzky or someone that's obvious. Um, but the same as uh, foreign sports, you know, there's other countries that I don't look at at all um, or even odd sports. Like you could probably count... Uh, rugby league as uh, you've got union and, and things like that as well um, but I think that Tom Brady is an you know, unparalleled athlete uh, that's there's no doubt about that uh, once again if we want to do much like the most valuable player if we wanted to do greatest athlete or team or in a team of the last well Tom Brady at 44 probably isn't the greatest athlete, so we can swipe that out. But, of course, that's not the argument. Um, nobody else is able to even do these things, though, that both of these players have done. For, who knows, we'd have to look at who's in there at the moment, you know, on track or something. But, I mean, in the NRL, for, I know for certain that, you know, we'd have to, we're going to have to wait five or six years just for the length of time to pass for the next guy to be able to get up to those numbers. Um, so anyway, there's some food for thought. And on that note, we uh, hope you enjoy the game.